G'day boys, welcome to episode two of season two, can you believe it, we're back again this week mate, and it all starts this week, are you pumped? Are we, Shano, are we early or late? Why? Is the races on now? Is the Melbourne, who's on? What's mate, going on Globe here? Derby is on oh, a little bit later. Wacky. I'm not sure what's going on, but hello listeners, <laughs> it's been great, isn't Good it? you back Shano. A couple of days to go. Well, Tex? Tex? I'm getting towy. I must say, I'm getting towy. The NRL's kicked off. The <laughs> AFL's about to start. It is getting serious now. How's your week been? Mm. Bit going on. There was also the All-Star Mile, mate. Yeah, under very heavy conditions. Mm, it was, right? It almost felt like um, one of those days in the spring when the Cox Plate runs, actually, mate. Where you, you could get a, a day where it's 30 degrees, you could get one when it's 16 degrees. True. I, I've had a rough <laughs> week, actually. I felt like... Um, Anthony Mundine, you know, up on the, you know, when a boxer gets beat up and they put their hands up in that kind of defensive position, um, I, I felt like I've been in one of those minority groups all week, mate. I feel like I've been in one of those minority groups because what, I, I, what? I cannot get away from the headlines of uh, all men hate women, all men abuse women, every paper, every TV show. It's I feel like the minority as a as a as a man. Did you, um, speaking of which, did you get along to the um, March for Justice yesterday, mate? Uh, no, I didn't. No. I, I did the girls go to that? No. Nope. Did your daughters go? No, they didn't. They were at school. Well, the schools were letting them, letting them go. Well, and there's the problem. School's for learning, not for protesting. No, but I think that um, there's obviously, it's a pretty passionate cause for some. Oh, I've got no problem with the cause. Okay. But, but it's just becoming, you know, it's dominating the airwaves. Not all men are nasty to women. So that, that wasn't the purpose of the march. What was it? Hey, what was the purpose? It was of a it? chance for for women to 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 protest together around the fact that a lot of this stuff gets covered up, and the the particular situation that's happened up there in the way old um, Scotty is um, is dealing with it is just abysmal, mate. And that's what um, that's why they are able to do that. I mean, we're seeing it in all parts of the world now, depending on your persuasion and what your um, particular interest group is, but a bit of it going on, Tex. I hope we're a smarter country than to throw out a Prime Minister, any Prime Minister from any political party over an issue like this, surely. Anyway, there must be, we're a sporting podcast, mate, we're not, let's steer clear of the politics, what do you think about it, Shane? (laughs) Move on, shall we? (laughs) Perhaps. How was your week, mate? I know you wanted to say something about your old mate, John Forbes. Yeah, sadly, uh, um, John passed away Sunday week ago up at Midiamo on his uh, beloved farm. So he'd been battling Parkinson's disease. John Forbes was the uh, promotions manager, national promotions manager for Puma for 22 years. So he signed up, you know, likes at the time, Linford Christie, Melinda Gainsford-Smith. Taylor. Taylor, Taylor. Um, Tennis players, um, Venus and Serena Williams, uh, you know, Shane Warren. But not Dusty, mate. Dusty's with Puma now, so... Yeah. Mm. So, um, but a ripper guy. Um, one of the founders of the Tiny and Air uh, Foundation. Oh, okay. Started that, Blue Ribbon. Um, charities, raising money for uh, the major hospitals in Bendigo. Um, but it's been battling Parkinson's disease for oh. probably 20, 25 years. Uh, a couple of bouts of cancer. I remember you telling me one story. He says, Shane, he said, I was on the bed... Uh, I wasn't asleep and my eyes were shut and the nurses was talking to each each other and saying, this bloke's not going to make it. And I said, F them, I'm going to make it. <laughs> uh, and he has, but he was struggling. I spoke to him the Sunday prior to his death, uh, which was fortunate. So um, he just started to lose his marbles a little bit. It's yeah. the latest stage of Parkinson's. Apparently that's what happens. And I spoke to his wife, Faye, and um, he just gave the phone to Faye and said, you talk to him because <laughs> oh. he, he just got a little bit flustered, but he was starting to wander off a little bit. And then, you know, the reports on uh, on that night, Sunday night, about what had happened was my assumption is, and I haven't spoken to Faye, but um, was I think he's wandered off on the property because they'd leased out the the farm itself to farmers, but kept the house, so he was able to come back from Bendigo, who was stationed in Bendigo, come back on the weekend and um, enjoy the property. But I'd say he's wandered off to get a bucket of water in the Bendigo Creek, and he's fallen in and, I think because of his Parkinson, correct? He's kicked it. Pardon the pun. Uh, 
has drowned. So he was. Oh, like, really? So, yeah, oh, that, I was being flippant there. I thought he died yeah. of natural causes, not no. that he drowned. No, he drowned. Oh, that's Is that what they ended up confirming, was it? Yeah, I, he I drowned, drowned, him, drowned in the creek. So with his Parkinson's, he obviously just couldn't get him out of whatever position. Oh, so that's terrible. I'm going to take sadly. So, so was he in a nursing home in Bendigo? Uh, St. John of God. In Bendigo? Uh, in Bendigo, so yeah. Is that the same one that Mick O'Donoghue was in? <laughs> I was just going to say that. The bus driver. Uh, maybe Mick drove John and Faye back, but no. Um, so yeah, I was in to find out when his funeral. I'm not sure when it is. It has to be this week. Well, that's very sad, and condolences to the family if they're listening. Um, but that is very sad. It is truly great man. No, that's very sad. Now I do want to talk about a number of things around TV, but I will say that for the emerging segment now known as Turtle TV, but. Um, there's a bit going on. There is a bit going on that I want to share share with you guys. But the highlight of this coming week is is round one. So there's a bit to talk about, boys. Um, the coach has got a bit he wants to share with us. And Tex, you've got a few more positive messages for us. I, I, I do. I'm oozing positivity. And then, of course, our, our tweeters who started to get a bit more active last week after we dropped our first episode. And if you do want to have a... Have a tweet or a chat with you, Shane. Where did they go? I think it would be at the coach and text. Magnificent. All right, boys, let's get on with it. Yep. Now, one of the things that we didn't cover off last week that I was keen to have a chat about was Bruce McAvaney. Um, he's just, bang, overnight just said he's done and dusted in terms of commentating footy games. So mm-hmm. it was nice. Well, not just footy. I think he's going to... Well, he hasn't done racing for a little while. No, he's, he's going to stay doing racing for seven. He's only... Yeah, presenting. I think presenting. Oh, yeah, not yeah. calling. Yeah, he hasn't called. So I think he's now done as a caller, apart from maybe the Olympics. I Correct. think he's doing the Olympics, isn't he? Yeah. Tokyo. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Are they they painted on, Matt. That's what I think <laughs> I just said. Yeah. I think he's going to do the Olympics. The well, doing... You said you think, so I'm just confirming your My thoughts. <laughs> that, yes, he is. <laughs> Very good. Well, I'm glad we're in we're agreement. We've English and grammar before. Maybe <laughs> your grammar should be better. Ooh, okay. Fair, fair crack, mate. That's okay. That's fine. But what I'm interested in is the void that that creates at Channel 7. Oh, massive. Huge. I mean, to, to just a little bit about the man, 67 years of age, has had some health issues. It's just typical, Bruce, not to go out and, you know, to go out on a grand final call and tell the world, just a slight announcement, I'm done, see you later. Very little media, um, just a quality bloke and way, way ahead of his time. So a, a true all-round sports commentator. There's probably only one logical replacement, but I don't know whether they'll go there or not because there'd be a few queuing up. Um, in terms of what, what aspect? Because I think Channel 7 are thinking about splitting it up. Like as in, okay, we need someone to do Friday night and Sunday footy or whatever the hell yeah. he's called in terms of games. Well, they've got big egos, commentators. Um, mm. But you go back to when you were playing, Shane, and Peter Landy would anchor a coverage for Channel 7, like Bruce has done. Uh, I don't care. I don't think there's anyone at 7 at the moment who could fill the void. I think they would need to go outside. Uh, from a calling perspective? Yeah, and, and for just nice balance. Because people, uh, listeners will have a view, people like Brian Taylor and, and James Brayshaw, they're polarising people. Bruce wasn't a polarising person. I don't think Dennis Cometti was a polarising person. So when you lose both of those guys relatively quickly, you need someone who's balanced and calm and, and preferably, I would like to see not a past player do it. So A genuine media person. A genuine media personality all-rounder. And there's two names that have been spoken about. I reckon there's only two as well. Yeah, well, I think there's only one, but there's, it, it's probably the same two. Hudson and Watley? Yeah. Yeah. And I think... Or Waitley, sorry. Waitley. I think Waitley would... Oh, I was perfect. thinking Tex and Turtle. Well, I haven't had a call yet. Have you? No, mate. I'm, I'd better go and quality. talk to my manager. Talk about quality, that's what we need. Well... well I mean, we're going to give the... Um, <laughs> what do you call it? The What would they call down at the, 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 uh, in the ammos? The Club 18. When, when you didn't have any other, any other team. That's where the Turtles... Well, you two are members of the Could Have Been Champions. Hey? We could have, been. could have been. What do you mean, could have been? But do you reckon Bruce, his time... <laughs> the Turtles. Do you reckon Bruce's time calling throughout the games last year, 2020, was reduced? I don't... The games I watched when he was commentating, I didn't feel like he was as dominant period of time than he has been previously. So I'm, I'm thinking there was a transition to the point that got 
to the other week. Ah, that's it. I reckon it's the opposite. I reckon you did more. Because they did, I reckon they did a lot of the midweek games, right? So I think you heard him and Taylor particularly, and because it was just out of a studio for the majority of the games until they got to the finals. Because I know he called the Richmond game at at Adelaide um, live, and then that they was could his fly. first game. I think that was the first live game he did. I think. Um, um, well, it depends on how many games Adelaide and Port Adelaide play in Channel Adelaide. Seven. Mm. That, that Channel Seven could call. Because I don't think um, I don't think they were doing it. Channel Seven just decided bugger it. We're not sending people to the ground because they could get away with it. Mm. Well, I'm a bit restrained though. I thought he, he wasn't as obvious to me. He was certainly there at the pointy end in finals and grand finals. But people like Hamish McLaughlin, James Brayshaw, um, I know Brian Taylor's been a constant on a Friday night. But they seem to rotate a few through. Who knows? Maybe Bruce did kind of gradually step away. Mm. Um, but he's he is synonymous with. We talk about recency bias, you know. I don't really remember Peter Landy or Lou Richards, but Bruce has been outstanding, and they want to get that right because you you bang on about commentators all the time. They can make you turn off or choose a radio station or a TV station. Mm. Who who you choose to watch the footy, which which media, well, it often has to do with who's commentating. Well, they reckon the Friday night's going to be him and uh, Taylor and Brayshaw. We're going to do Friday nights. Anyone ahead of McLaughlin, if you ask me. He's, he's a shocker. That'd be a horrible combination. You're not Taylor. a fan of Hamish, and I'm not a fan of Brayshaw. And I'm not a fan of Taylor. And I can Taylor and Brayshaw together. I well, mean, they used to do Channel 9 together, and they did Triple M. Their and egos, they do Triple their M. Their egos are nearly as big as yours and mine. Hey? That well, is. Well, we need our listeners to vote us three in for Friday night footy. I'm sure we do. You can, you can be Bobby Skilton, mate. We could do it, and a, I think you, an I think you're too tall to be Lou Richards, mate. <laughs> we could do an OB from the G. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, hey, I'll I'll um, what about the announcement about um, this Danny Crawley game that they're doing um, in round two, um, St Kilda, in terms of honouring Danny Crawley? Is this the time to talk game, or this is this is the time to talk? Yeah. What do you so, mean? So oh, that, sorry. That, that's sorry. a reference yeah. to... I thought right you there. just missed the wrong right right Honouring? <laughs> yeah, that's the time to talk about it now. Is yeah. it really an honour or more of a... Um, message. Message to everyone. That's, and I'm sure the message has been out there for a number of years now. So oh. I'm interested in the, the concept about what's going to happen as a result of this game. Like Time to Talk, and there's a, been a commercial with Stewie Lowe. Uh, I haven't seen that. Uh, Annette? Anita. Oh, Anita. 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 Anita Frawley. Um, There's a whole bunch of um, Hamish, your mate Hamish McLaughlin, who's on it. Um, Is it the game or the round? No, no, it's a game. St Kilda are doing it. They've also they're playing Melbourne in round two. They've got a Danny Crawley Wellness Centre. Yeah, they're yeah. building that out yeah. of Moorabbin. Correct. Yeah. So there's a, and it's this whole theme, and yeah, it's about speaking up. And I think it was interesting because Paddy Ryder had those issues, and you've heard now he's taking time out. Yep. Um, and I just thought, just the way Ratton handled that was. Um, was good, but I think it's just interesting that that's happening at the same time now with these this latest latest lot of changes. Did it get confirmed today? I didn't hear the, the no. concussion, no. the well, medical. They're, they're going to announce it in the morning, so they're still pushing it yeah, out. I so. mean, honestly, a multi-million dollar competition who has to wait forty eight hours before round one to decide how many players you can have on the ground. And when it be forty eight? Well, no, no, I don't think it's going to change the amount of players on the ground, mate. Well, they're talking the about they're talking about a sub. And it what doesn't, change, you, doesn't change how many players are on the ground. Well, I think you're still only at 18 on the ground. You haven't done your research again. The latest <clears> move tonight, the leak was, that the most likely scenario tomorrow is a 23rd player, onto the, so a fifth on the bench, and that's it. In case of? Well, you could just use them, just an extra interchange oh. player. None, none of this... Not even for medical? That just an extra interchange player? That's as I pulled up here today. That was the okay. favoured position so tomorrow. So how does that change how many players are on the ground? No, not on the ground. Oh, well, in your squad on match day, yeah. five on the bench, not four, and that'll cover you in case you have a, a medical injury or a concussion or whatever. Whew. No one wants to see subs. We did. We tried so this ten years ago. What is wrong with the reaction? AFL? If, they, if that's what they've gone to now, I mean, I know we're going off topic a bit here, but how the hell that they make all these rules around wanting to make the game? Faster, the players fatigue, so it'll lead to more scoring. And so now what they're going to do is they've gone from where it was probably bearable, where you'd say, okay, a concussion sub, right? Have a player there for someone who's ruled out for concussion, and that's it. Well, I don't know how it's an OHS issue, because if the OHS issue is all about the player who's been hit 
uh, in terms of who's been concussed. So once he's medically, he's deemed medically unfit to continue, fine, he's gone. So bad luck, team. You're going to have to deal with, just like any other injury, having a, let, a, uh, a less... But I think they've just reacted to the coaches banging on about, well, hang on a sec, it's, we're going back to longer quarters, longer seasons. Um, you've got this stand rule now on the mark. So the game's going to go so quick, oh, we need a medical, a medical sub. Right, which started as a concussion sub. Now it's a medical sub, and now you're saying it's just an extra man on the bench. As I drove up here, that oh. was being admitted. There's not a game in the world. There's, there's a tirade sporting, in that. There's not a sporting game in the world that changes rules every year like the AFL do. Something I can't remember the last time there was no change to the game from year to year. It Might just be oh, one subtle change. Leave it alone. It's like road work on the most road. There's always road work. It's ridiculous. And this thing about longer games, it, it move on. We, we had longer games before. We made them shorter games for the year just gone. Just move on. It'll well, be a great test of endurance yeah, and no, strength. And I don't have an issue with that. I think most supporters don't have an issue. No, well, they're not going to charge you any less at the gate, so you want to be sitting in your seat watching a game for longer. Hmm. Well, it, it is funny because it, it's a good segue into the fact that we were going to talk about how last year they were talking about being agile and being able to adapt and pivoting and all these other... Uh, fancy words that Gil was using, yet it was too hard for them to think about, oh, let's move Essendon and Hawthorne back to the MCG because we can get an extra 20-odd thousand people in light of the fact that supporters and members have gone without in Melbourne for a whole year. And they could have done that and they said, ah, too hard. It's just incompetence from the AFL. I mean, they bang on about the fans. The best thing they could have done was try and maximise attendances at games in Melbourne for as long as they could. So, of course, they should have moved the Essendon Hawthorne well, I mean, game. Like they should potentially swap the round two fixture if there is a chance that crowds are going to go beyond 50% in round three or below. Why would... If you're a Carlton supporter, you'd be a bit annoyed. You've got Richmond round one, Collingwood round two, and both those matches are going to be capped at 50,000. But are they away games for well, Carlton? Just, uh, what goes around comes around. That's another thing they could do. They could well, say, this year, we'll just share the gate. For, for the first well, it's not year, about the gate. I think it's about... In this case, it's more about people being able to see it, right? So for Carlton fans on Thursday night, there's hardly going to be any of them. Mm-hmm. There'll be like two thousand people or something. Correct, right? Based on and it's based off memberships, right? Yeah, but and the fact that they're the away team. Correct, but next week if they're the home team, they then are. right. So then hardly any Collingwood fans will go. Yeah. Based, well, the split might be a bit different to this week purely because the team they're playing has got more members than them. So Essendon and Hawthorne, for example. Um, is different to Melbourne and Frio because of the the sizes of the membership. It's fifty percent though of the capacity of the MCG. It is at the, the moment, MCG. but they're yeah. talking that potentially that will get relaxed in another fourteen days' time or something. Yeah. So because we're adaptable, why not say let's just let's just change the fixture, right? Everyone's still going to play each other the same number of times as the original fixture, but don't allow those big games to happen in rounds round one maybe, but don't have it in round two. Make it round four. Have Carlton play Gold Coast next week and Collingwood play Port Adelaide or something. Well, I think the thing is, is that now, and that's what I find fascinating. Last year they're saying we've got to do all these things around changing and pivoting, etc. This year, oh, and the world's going to be different. We're never going back. We have literally gone back to everything that we had the year before. Including the day grand final. The day grand final has been restored, all that sort of stuff, right? So, and... This morning, if you heard him, because he got asked a question in an interview with Jared Waitley, yeah. was was this about um, responding to fans? And he goes, yeah, it was. Um, we They wanted um, a bit of normality back to community. I can't remember the exact words he used, but some of it actually rung true, because I think most people want to be able to go to the day grand final, you know, do the barbie, do all that sort of stuff that's happened in the past, right? Um, but... If they're responding to changing times and seeing what's going on around the world, you, you actually did the hardest bit last year, right? Um, stick with it. Well, it just reinforces that we as humans change when we have to, but if we get a choice, you often go back to the norm. Come back, what come back you know, to what's yeah. safe and less controversial. So, how many uh, fans completed the survey from the AFL as to what they wanted? I'm not sure. Yeah, probably none. No, no, this is, well, the, I don't think the AFL do the survey. It's, it's like Herald Sun and people like that will do surveys. And there we go, mate. That's a siren. Well, winding us up. For they, the are, mate, they are. They are. But uh, there's a few, few things with, um, to talk about specifically about the game. So we'll dive into that now, why don't we? Sounds like a plan. Let's dive. So we thought we'd take a slightly 
different tack with the way we were going to approach the first round of footy. So I guess my first question to both of you is how how excited are you about the fact that footy's back and there's the potential to go? Oh, you're going, Tex. You're going with your family. I'll be there. Yeah, me too. Shana, you go down and watch Dingley? Or well, they haven't started yet? They're a couple of weeks away, mate. They're after Easter. Go to their Easter eggs first and then bang, they're into it. Round I saw a practice match. Alec. I saw a practice match going on at um, one of the school grounds the other day. I thought, how good's this on a um, Sunday morning? It was actually, it was at Glenferry. Um, and I thought, this is great. You know, people watching the game and... Um, it was, it was good. It was well, good. Dingley, so I'm really looking forward to it. Dingley played Frankston YCW last Saturday afternoon in practice game. So very good team, very good club, Frankston YCW. Pouring rain, <laughs> smashed with the rain, guys flying everywhere. <laughs> Unbelievable. It was good. <clears throat> that I many did, people around, it was not funny. You could not get a yeah, go back. Yeah, no, a I think practice people game. are craving getting back to like, was it local footy, AFL footy, whatever. It'd be good to see. I mean, I, I really enjoy the first game of the year, Thursday night. It'll be as full as it can be. So I'm particularly interested in the Melbourne Fremantle game. I think, you know, I'm very bullish about Fredo. And I'm equally interested in the North Melbourne-Port Adelaide game because um, if you take the form lines from last year, Port Adelaide should monster North Melbourne. So why are you looking forward to that? To see if Port Adelaide come out with that ruthless intent to just smash everyone all year and whether North can actually no, sustain it with a bunch given, of kids. They've been given a free ride at their draw, mate. They've got North and they've got... Um, some other rubbish team in round two as well. Everyone's got to play everyone at some point. Exactly. No, yeah, no, that's fair. I reckon that's good for them. It probably won't be good for them. But we'll see what happens. Which game are you looking forward to most, Shane? Oh, the Pies and Doggies. Me too. For a number of reasons. Um, the the pre-season, off-season, the, the things that happened at the Comedy Footy Club, uh, how they're going to respond. And we, we questioned Richmond last year about everything that going happening off-field, how they're going to respond to that on-field. And we know the results of that. It was not even a blimp in the on the radar. They just did a, a magnificent job. I'm not sure about the pies. I don't. I don't like the style of their game. Uh, however, Trelaw being at the doggies, I'm really interested in how he has impacted his new teammates and how they respond and support him in the game. So we know that uh, the doggies' uh, probably poorest performance last year was round one against the pies. Yeah. So they'll want to um, respond and show what they're they're really capable of but I think just adds a little bit of spice to it and uh, with Trelaw being in the team so I'm interested to see how both clubs and but that player and the doggies respond my daughter said to me do you think the Collingwood faithful will boo, tr- boo Trelaw I said of course they will and you watch the media wrap themselves into a frenzy about that I mean Collingwood people will not be wanting to see Adam Trelaw do well on well, they got dirty when um, Jack, Jack, not Jason Cloak, um, Travis went over to the Bulldogs room in that game. Uh, yeah, crazy. I remember that game. Tex, we were driving back from Albury or watching that on your phone. It'd be interesting, though, because I, I don't know whether that'll be the case. Oh, but the, the, whether they'll boo him. He didn't leave. He didn't want to leave. No, no, but he'll, he'll get booed. He'll get booed. He'll make it. He he's he's going to get booed by the Bulldogs supporters. So he should. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, what I find interesting around that game? Just, uh, I think... I'm not convinced about the Bulldogs. I know they're getting massive reps. Um, and I think um, their style, and I think Collingwood are a very good team defensively, and I think it's still early days to be writing teams off and talking them up and all the rest of it. So I'm, that's why I'm particularly interested in that game. I'm also interested in GWS against the Kilda, particularly with their injuries now. And what I'm a bit bullish on GWS. I reckon they can go, they can bounce back. Last year when we were talking about these teams, I reckon... They're a chance to bounce back up into the eight. Big, and Essendon and Hawthorne, big two bounce. traditional rivals, and they're both probably on the on the decline this year. So I, I thought those three series. games really stood out for me. I'd like to see. Them? I'd like to see. Presuming he's playing, <clears> I'd like to see Joe Danaher kick six for the Lions on debut for that club. So that's is that the big name um, you think is going to hit the ground running? Yeah, for me it is. Well, Joe Danaher yeah. of all the big names, that's the one you. I don't think he's that big a name. He's just interesting. No, I, I think I, I think he's fit, he's sharp, the coaches talked him up, he's in a happy place. They can't believe the level of endurance he has mm. got for a yep. guy that's about six foot eight, nine. So was he faking his injury at Essendon? No. Well, you reckon, is that your thoughts? He no, I'm just asking the question. So, like, yeah. how, how, what have they got of the bunch of witch doctors who've sorted him out that No, quickly? I just don't think he wanted to play. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. So, well, I don't think well, he, he played the last what, handful of games. Yeah, but. 2020. Yeah. So he he's, played a handful in the last was, four years, each year, Shane. 
No, he down for a long period of time to get to that point where he played yeah. against Adelaide in Adelaide. I think yeah, he was. was in the year before and he started. He started and he played about four or five so games. So he'd been eighteen months before he played again. So my point to this is, I think he's physically right. He's mentally, I'm out of here. Um, Which okay. Well, so we all know about the environment. He should be right. Yeah, we all know about if the environment's not right, you know, it has an imp- impact on your attitude and your performance. Mm. He didn't like being at Essendon. wasn't happy there. Apparently, he loves doing where he, what he's doing and where he is. I, I, I hope he does really yeah. well. I, I think he's a big, big reason why I think they're they're a big show. What other big names do you you see hitting the ground running, Shano? Well, I'd, I'd love to see Lance Franklin back. There's still question marks whether he will make it back. But um, so how's he going to hit the ground running when he's not even playing in round one, mate? That was the question. It doesn't say round one. Which big names hit the ground running? So right. by by extension, you don't reckon that's a round one question? No. Since we're previewing mm-hmm. round one? No. 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 Normally we talk to him about doing his requisite research, mate. No. Going to coach here, mate. I'm going to coach. I'd like to see him hit the ground running when he hits the ground running. I don't know whether he's going to get back. The other one that I'm, I'm super impressed when we talk about Brisbane Lions is McCarthy. Okay. He's had a super... Who? McCarthy. Linton McCarthy. Lincoln, whatever he... Lincoln. Link. <laughs> As in the car. The link. Alan McCarthy. Missing the link. The he's missing a, link. He is one of the key players for that club. And I reckon he's done a super, super job. And I'm looking forward to see how he goes now. You know, just put him in the leadership group. He's played 29 games in seven seasons so, in Geelong. Okay. So I get Lance Franklin's a big name. So which part of the question did you get confused around that link, Lincoln McCarthy either classifies as a big name or you just think he's going to hit the ground running. He's a big name. He might be a big name in change. Or now, I'm not used to you sitting on the fence, mate. <laughs> How the hell does no, Lincoln no, McCarthy... You've got to frame your questions better. I think, oh. what is it? Well, when I, when I sent out the run sheet, you were pretty happy with it, mate. So, right, zero feedback. Next time, give me a list of big name players that you say... You think of big name players, and well, I'll talk about one of those then. Okay, well, the, yeah, okay. Exactly, mate, the exactly, tissues exactly are just over there. It's all, no, it's no, all I'm just saying, you question everything. For those, I'm questioning not everything. Those two you give me a list of players, I will. and I'll, I'll talk give you about a list. one of them. Right? I think, and Max I know Hill. this is radio, but for those listeners, you should see the eye of a stinky eel that Shane's giving the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> wow, mate, those, those goggles are getting all fogged Whoa. up as well, mate. Max Gorn is my, my tip for a, um, a big name hitting the ground running, Shane. Okay. If you think he's a big name, fine. Well, he's going to play in a losing side this week. He might. He might. Nat's sure five for me as well. I'd like to yeah, see I had five down you know, Nat come over here, travel the country. And I reckon Charlie points. Dixon might be having a yeah, start to a big name. Brown and Millers. What's Max Gorn done? Yeah, he's well, all Australian. What? He's all Australian. Oh. So, so are 23 or 4 others how many of those they name he is he, you're right mate that really? is a stinky yield. well no you've upset him it's going to be right. awkward let's, let's, let's see let's okay, see did you that. understand this question mate who do you want to do well apart from your own team so your own team is Dingley yeah so who else would you like to do well apart from uh, the Saints okay. soft spot for the Saints um, why is that Shane I like I like the coach he's a ripper bloke um, he connects with his players. They've recruited heavily over the last two years. Uh, there were signs last year. Um, and I said a couple of weeks ago, I, they're a team I'm looking forward to. I, I expect them to win more games. Yes, there is more games to win. However, um, they're the team for me that uh, I expect and want to make top four this year. And are you worried about their early season injuries? Not really. I think they'll be okay. Okay. I think they've got enough depth now. However, three years ago, I, they, they would have struggled. But I think they'll be okay. I want the Gold Coast to do well. I'm keen for the Gold Coast oh, to do dicks. well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I really like their coach after watching oh. that making their marks, anyway. Now, well. I just, just wanted to watch. See, now, now we've got. Who's got the stinky eel eye now? <laughs> Where's those tissues? Fremantle. Glasses are foggy. Fremantle and Port Adelaide for me. I'd both like to see do very well, not just this week, but this year. Yeah, okay, but what's because you lost money on Port Adelaide not not making and winning oh, the grand final yeah. last year. They should and we expect them to play well again. Step up Frio. That's one yeah. of the teams I don't, I don't want to do well, but anyway. Well, you're gonna ask me why Frio, is that what you're gonna say? No, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. I won't tell you then. Okay. Why Frio? No, I was gonna ask you why Port. Why Frio? Uh Frio because I think they've done everything right since the day they went after they went after Longmuir, they got him they lay low, they've started to rebuild, and they start. They showed some signs last year, so I think they're looking all right. And Port, because I think you don't get um, 
much of a window in this competition. Their window is clearly now. So you'd expect them to do what Brisbane did last year, go into the season as one of the flag favourites, and you'd expect them to be a top four lock. And yeah, but, but, do you, but do you like their players? I do. Coach I, or something? No, I, like love their, I love their coach, I love their game style, and I like a number of their players, including people like Robbie Gray, who I think are outstanding footballers, and big Charlie Dixon up forward. I, I've got a lot of time for, for Port Adelaide play group and coach. Would he and be a Robbie Gray be on Turtles list? Uh, he may not be deemed a big name player. Yeah, true. No, Dixon was though, mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, mate. Yeah, you, you, um, there's a bridge over there, mate. You want to just get over it. <laughs> um, no, no, Gold Coast, I think they've got some really good young talent. Actually, I reckon they, they gave... Um, I mean, that was just one of these pre-season games, but I thought they, um, they gave them a good run in that first half. Um, but Brisbane might not have been taking any much attention. I said, One hit out. We can't tell. I said yeah. to you last week they'll finish 14th or below. Yeah. And I still stand by that. No, hey, this is to see you haven't deviated after a week. This no is games not, in between. This is not on the run sheet. So staunch. I'm going to get in trouble. Cool. I've just created a footy tipping competition between the three of us. All you have to do is pick your certainty for the week. That's all. And I'm going to bang on about this all year. So who's your certainty for this week? Yeah, we'll do it by the end of the episode. Okay. Text. Um, Just your one winner. That's all. Um, who gets the biggest caning for the weekend, Shane, this weekend? I'm expecting North Melbourne to get yeah. smashed. Yeah. So you can yeah. put Port, Port Adelaide as my certainty for the weekend, Tex? Um, okay. Because I think, I agree with Shane, Port will cane North Melbourne and Geelong will... Yeah, that's my one. I think, well. I think Adelaide are the biggest loser of the weekend in terms of margin. Okay. Mm. Mm, indeed. Yeah. The cats will be breathing fire. And Jay Cameron will kick a bag. Will he? Okay. I think can't, so. Can't call him six acres now. What is he now? Yeah. Eight, seven, eight? They're what, they're what, you'll see it um, when you finally get to it. We, we, we didn't talk about making their mark in the... Um, in the opening, but we want to do a special on that um, in next week's episode. So Shane's just got to catch up and download uh, Amazon Prime, and then we might be into it, mate. Okay? All right. Well, all all bets are on for um for round one, boys. Uh, looking forward to it. So we'll see what happens, eh? Yeah. We will. Carry on. Morwood, a chance here for Collingwood. Shane Morwood puts it back. Now, Shano, last week, Tex, in all of his wisdom, wisdom um, asked you to go away and have a think about um, how the skills or what was happening to the skills of the game. And he wanted you to make that call off no other games being played this week, having just watched the preseason. So um, he's just given you an extra week to think about um, the first round of the... Um, what do they call that preseason series this year? Um, the community um, cup or something. Yeah, yeah. So Shane, over to you, mate. What, what's happened to skills already in this season? Well, there's a big body of work for you to consider, mate. Well, yes, yeah, there's stuff all. Um, however, I think what we'll get exposed here is the stand rule because we'll see the pressure on the player that is now looking lateral because of the way the, the rule is, and that man on the mark cannot move, as we know. For the uneducated Shane, is lateral sideways. Yes, it is. I'm just checking. All 45 degree angles. I've listened to a couple of your addresses. There, Shift mate. the head, turn your head, that Text. sort of thing, mate. Uh, so leave the snakes alone for a segment, mate. Keep biting, mate. I, I think that'll expose uh, a lot of players because there's a lot of players out there that cannot hit a target from 30 metres. And the, the pressure that's going to come on them because they're expected to do that now, I think defensive structure of teams will get better and they'll get turnovers there, which will be very dangerous. We so I'm hoping... Wherever, okay. Wherever, certainly that area there, they'll be exposed. Um, and I think, you know, Richmond's defensive structure, I think they're the best in the, in the league, and we we've seen that over the last four seasons. I think it will go to another level. I would play it um, if I was coaching, trying to work to the back of their zone and go long on an angle, but change up so we set up our structure in between the, the person kicking and that end zone area for our players to rush to that point. I think we'll see a lot of turnovers because I think there's a lot of players, enough players in the competition that can hit those targets quickly enough. Turnovers in the corridor? Absolutely, Mm. absolutely. He needs a white ball for this, mate. No, no, but I I like that. I don't mind seeing turnovers. Players are going to play inside and turn the ball over in the centre square. I reckon that's exciting to watch. 
as much as you're frustrated well, as well, not if it's your team that's doing the kick and they turn it over and you go bang bang you watch uh, how they'll stop doing it and, and Richmond a team like Richmond will kick a goal within 7 seconds uh, you won't be too happy no it wouldn't be I'm telling you what there's a lot of comedy players especially their back half will turn that ball over yeah. and we're going to get hurt so I think that's that's going to be a big impact on the on the game uh, the 75 rotations going to be very interesting uh, I I think that will put more pressure on players' skills. Um, they'll be more fatigued uh, because there's there's less rotation. So I think that's going to have an impact as well. How many rotations when you were playing, just out of interest? Who would you think? There was whatever. I don't know how many there was, but there was no restriction. So how many do you reckon there were in a grand final? This got discussed this morning. I heard this on Talkback Radio this morning. Not as many as you'd think by the sense of your voice. Yeah, 100%. Right, so 85. apparently... No, no. So last year the cap was 90. It's yeah. been reduced to 75. Yeah. So Vlostin gets knocked out. Um, yeah. Abbott's got that issue with the shoulder, right? So they've used that as a bit of a discussion point with this whole medical concussion thing that we were talking about earlier. Mm. Richmond used 63 interchanges in that grand final. 12 below what the cap's going to be this year. Um, now, I don't know what... Short sure quarter, though. Hey? Short sure quarters. That's true. That's true. Um, so I mean, even if you flex that up for another twenty percent, they're probably just in line with what the target is now. Yeah. Eighty. Oh, what is it? Seventy five. Seventy five. Not quite. Yeah, yeah. So very close though. Um, now I suspect when you get an injury, you immediately are impacted with your rotations. You actually have to do less because yeah. you've got one less player to, to play around. True. With. But do you know, sorry, do you know the stat in the prelim what the rotations were? Yeah, uh, the Richmond. Richmond. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. no, I don't. Yeah. And the only reason I'm asking is that I'm not sure that's going to be sustainable. Could they do that every week? I don't know. So I think it's a we'll know more well, over three, three four, yeah. five games. So one off, and certainly adrenaline's up, grand final, you know, warmer conditions, all that sort of stuff will contribute to that. But I'm not sure about doing that seven days later and five days later and six days later. I think that'll have an impact on them. And so, I think so we'll start to see um, more skill errors and decision making. Poor decision making. So, would we expect a, a player to play every game this year? Is that going to be possible with these longer games? Yeah, it just goes back to what we were doing the year before. 20, 2019. Well, that's what I would have thought. So, that's not I don't what think there's going to be any change. So, you know, sports science behind these clubs now, they'd have everything ready. The players are ready to go. Yeah, we've had one practice game. The games aren't they're, they're, they're doing enough at, 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 you know, on their home grounds, their home. On track, so to speak, they're conditioned, they're ready to go. Good. Well, I look forward to seeing a true contest. So, Absolutely. just in summary, then, so you think skills will be what better or worse? Kicking skills worse. Worse. Yes. I, right. I reckon there was evidence of that in the few games I did see. But but was that more towards the end of the quarters as they tired, and particularly at the end of the game? I think we'll see that. Yeah. Well, that's what they're definitely wanting to have happen, right? Turnover, Absolutely. score, blah blah blah. But yeah. they might be too knackered to go and score as well. Well, they know, but then, yeah, the headspace is that they get the ball, there's players not moving. Oh, Jesus, I missed that one last time, and I, she's missed two out of five. I don't want to do that, and they'll, they'll turn over. If I was to put my hands on it and rub it, and I'm talking about the genie in the bottle here, I would love to see a game where the rotations max out. It's a long game, well, the new normal game, and you've got the 6-6-6 six, six, six rule. I reckon that would be the ultimate test of where it's at when you've got... The six in the middle have got to get the ball out on their own. I, I reckon that would That's be That's the plan. I reckon that'll be great. If, that, if they get to that, then good on the AFL. That'll be what fans want to see. And the basis of all that you spoke about, the amount of rule changes that we have every year in this, in this competition. Yeah. And we say the amount. One, it's two, it's three, whatever. It's just too many. It's just been it going on for 25, 30 years. Mm. All because of Terry Wallace in 1999. Yeah. And it's just right. changed the game. Yet they're trying to, I don't know if they are trying to, get it back to what it used to be, a nice, uh, enjoyable spectacle for, for, for spectators. I don't, we, we don't see it. It's, it's a crap game. Okay, Ooh. next week, um, since we've taken this swing down positive street, uh, we're going to talk about the coaching, the round one coaching implosions. Uh, who cocked up the most? Which coach cocked up the most in round one? It means so, I have to watch every game. Hey? I'll have to watch every game. Should he, he might not be able to watch every episode of Making the Mark now if we do that to him, mate. You've got a big weekend ahead of yeah, you, mate. You you have to... We've got good faith in you, mate. That's okay. All right. Well done, coach. Now, Shane, it's time for the new segment in its second week of Turtle TV. And hasn't Turtle been up and about 
posting clips. You'll get a you'll get a job at Fox or one of the major networks. It's pretty handy editing if you don't mind text. I mean, um, the first one, the Leon Cameron one. The, you know how you can see how many... I mean, anyone who goes on there can see how many views are on there. It's yeah. a record, mate. Well, it was over over 700 people have gone in. Unfortunately, none of them clicked through to come and listen to our podcast, but <laughs> um, certainly a few liked the um, the expletive-laden segments that um, I posted from Making Their Mark, which we mentioned in the previous segment that we're going to... Um, what's the right word, mate? Dissect. Forensically dissect. Forensically dissect, because you and I have watched a fair bit of it. Um, and the coach here needs to needs to bury his head in the TV. I've and... only four four out of seven I've watched, and I, it's it's outstanding. Well, it is. I'm, I trust and um, appreciate your feedback on Turtle TV. Mm-hmm. I know there's a TV station channel that it has been struggling for a long time, and I think that station is going to approach you, and that is Channel Ten. Channel They're 10. going to come to you and say you need to save our ass. Turtle on Ten, you reckon? Turtle Ten. <laughs> Perfect. Maybe, maybe, or, or even 10 turtles. I, I don't care what you want to call it, but you will save that. Mate, there was I, so I much thought material. you and Dakes might have had your own slot on SBS. <laughs> yeah, in the Macedonian hour. Following now, Vasily's garden. Could be turtle on Dakes. So, oh, mate, dude. We he's a Macedonian turtle. Correct. Mate, uh, I don't think there's that many of those. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly extinct. Now... Oh, get sticking to the script here. Yes. Mate, that there is so much content out of the last week, mate, that I could have zeroed in on. Forget about Holy Molly, which <laughs> everyone's done. forgotten. About. Everyone's forgotten about that one, mate. Um, there were two. Obviously, now we're going to run commentary on Married at First Sight. I've got an update for you every week on that. I'm, I'm ear that? deep in that. In what that, some of the stats in the early days was the non. Was it non-binary? It wasn't by something, was it? By well, there was yeah. by last night. On oh, that. you see that got me wound up. Oh, now, no. was it? I mean, Mate. now Shane, Shane, text. It's my segment. You save yours for triumph, okay? Uh, I, let's start with maths. All right. Now, last week was intimacy week. Now. We celebrate that every time the three of us get together here we on do. the podcast, mate. I'm not looking in anybody's um, eyes, I'm telling but you. But I'll tell you what, mate. Um, that and some of the exercises Alessandra has got, <laughs> who's one of the new psychologists, right? She replaced um, the Kiwi psychologist um, or counsellor, whatever the hell. That bloke who's on the... Uh, yes, uh, Johnny, and Johnny H. Johnny. Johnny. Right? They're so non-experts. Uh, uh, oh, he's a knob, uh, that bloke. But um, now... Sam and Bryce, did you see the, the carry-on at the um, at their big dinner party that they have every week? No, I've been staying from it in the it, last couple of days. It led to a, a, a water-splashing incident. He's leant over the table and, and the other bloke was having a crack at him. Bryce, who's got, unfortunately, um, a rather big um, schnoz. Like um, in Pezzo, like. <laughs> he's, got, he's, um, got, he's got Bill Laurie. was called Gonzo. Has the other guys Bill called him Laurie Gonzo. And they were, it was name-calling. It was... Mate, the, the one more, particularly in light of the march that took place yesterday, what I find fascinating was in one breath, um, they've, they've tried to positively push, um, uh, the best way to describe this is how the female is seen in the relationship with the male, right? Mm-hmm. Not being spoken down to um, just the way in which the relationship works. Yet, in a separate breath, they objectify the female in in in, in the episodes and the show. So that ranking one around the photos. So here they are talking about um, wanting to present them in the right way. So these producers, mate, Fairingham. I don't know why I keep watching it, but it's well, into that's its exactly vortex. why you do keep watching. But both male and female rated each other. Well, they did, I know, but um, I think when blokes rate blokes. Um, it's a different story, right? Um, I'm saying here the way in which they've asked the male partner to rate the female partners. So someone's going to be um, the lowest rated person, right? Um, of all of them. So in some way that's degrading to... But that's life. No, no I understand that. But, but if you're trying to promote um, positive relationships in one breath, why would you then go and run an exercise like that. I think what they needed to do is get Alessandra back in for some of her intimacy exercises, can which we thoroughly enjoyed. Yet? Can you not no, no, there's one, one thing which I know, the first person that came into my mind was young Tex when last night, um, because three couples opted out 
Um, mm. After their um, what do they call it when they um they go into commitment the, the commitment ceremony or lack of commitment ceremony, um, three couples Gonski um, on the weekend after three weeks. I think that's a record. So they've gone into the reserves and pulled out three more couples. Yes. Two of which got introduced last night, of which one, the gentleman in there, we found out was bisexual. Now Shane Barry the bisexuals made an appearance last night. As I just Barry. No, I don't know. As as I was just mopping up the homemade pasta last night, I I almost. Your name's Bob Dowling. I I became bolt upright on the couch. Don't tell me it's normal behaviour to be married into a heterosexual relationship and then self promote as a bisexual. We have just about gone to the end of the earth with this. We've got to trust the experts. Well, you watch that blow up, Shane. That is that is a disgrace that they put that on there. You don't stand up on the first tee and, and be confused about whether you're going to run with your pitching wedge or your driver. You cannot be... You shouldn't be allowed, actually, to go on that show. That poor girl who thinks that she is going on to fall in love or meet somebody and then to be told that they're bisexual. Well, I she found out pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah because at, after the wedding. That, after the wedding. That, that is the greatest... Um, Example of mistrust and injustice, whatever that girl's name is, I feel sorry for her. That is appalling behaviour from that. Show. And they want honesty, right? They want honesty from the couple. Why? I bet you they didn't tell that girl, hey, we're going to match up with a person, a male, no. and he's bi. It's, it's shocking. You reckon she would have gone ahead with it? Right. No way. This segment, I'll no tell you why. It's off and running. Seriously. Now, get just quickly, get new experts. Now, the, the other one that I wanted to talk about was the Royals interview. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure you're, you're a royalist, aren't you, Tex? I am. A, monarch, a monarchist? I am. Um, anyway, um, Oprah. Now, oh, how, how, I, all that happened was it was in the other room. I could hear it. I could hear Oprah and I could hear Megs having a crack. Yeah. Um, and then poor old um, Charlie and... Um, and the rest of the brigade were, were left reeling because Piers Morgan then said crack it. Well, although he's back in the, the Royals. He'll get his way, Piers, don't worry about that. Uh, but that, that, that attention-seeking woman of colour, Meghan Markle, right, the headline that came out beautiful of... Beautiful skin. The attention-seeking... Beautiful colour skin. That, that, that colour skin. Shane, please. Sorry. The attention-seeking behaviour that is entrenched in, in her brain... It wouldn't be... The headline that, that made the papers about this interview was that the royals were interested in the colour of their baby skin. Of course they are going to be interested in the colour of baby skin because if you have a white person with red hair who decides to procreate with the other opposite sex of colour, there's going to be genuine interest in the colour of the child. Eddie Betts on that show has got twins and one is darker than the other. He's a black black guy who married a white girl. It is it is just off the charts, this interview. And it's a disgrace. And Mate, I just the woman who led the interview... Oprah. Oprah, right? What I found amazing in my household during the week, I watched that interview and I said, jeez, is an Oprah. COVID hasn't been kind to Oprah. You know, COVID, uh, Oprah's put on weight. Well, they attacked me like you wouldn't believe. I then watched Making the, Making, what's it called? Making the Mark, the documentary. Yeah, Making yes. the Mark. And I made a comment, the same comment about Stuart Jew, who was, looked like Mr. Whippy in round one. He was carrying that much weight. <laughs> Silence on the couch in my place. Mm. So the double standards we have about mm. appearance is unbelievable. Appalling behaviour from Megan Markle. Don't give her any airtime. Well, I watch so, it. All I know is that the, the networks whether they're free-to-air, Foxtel, or um, paid services like Netflix and uh, Stan and Amazon, they're giving me plenty of content. So, And the great Phil's laying in hospital on his last breath and he has to put up with all of this. Shocking. <laughs> Stay tuned. would not be worried Mate, about it. Mate, I, I think this is a good one for the tweeters to get involved, so we'll look forward to their feedback. All right, we've got to keep moving. And I want to look them straight in the eye, and I want to tell them what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Now, this week, in the theme of positivity, I've gone back to the well, but I looked at what was the most outstanding positive performance... 
and I was dragged back to AFLW on the weekend. The Brisbane Lions AFLW side. Stop it. Who were rostered, Shane, to play up there in Brisbane against Collingwood. Um, to get told on the Friday, hey, guess what? We're flipping it on its head and you're uprooting and coming to Melbourne. They came to Melbourne and they led at every change and just controlled what they could control. It was an outstanding professional performance by that outfit and all credit goes to those players and everyone attached to the AFLW Brisbane Lions Club. Outstanding effort by them. And some of the men should actually follow their lead and just worry about what they can control. The other bit of positive news I heard today... Well, just Can we just, finish, before you finish that, can I just add to that? Sure. Fremantle, did you see the, the finish to their game against Carlton in the AFLW? No. They scored like three goals in, in a minute and a half and they've beaten Carlton by... Oh, by four points, points. Yeah. yeah. So Carlton now have lost three games under a goal. And yeah. can't make the finals now. I think, That's a shame, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Harper would be lucky to hold on to his job down there at um, Carlton. Another mate. opportunity for me. The other positive, the other positive, if only you'd apply. <laughs> the other positive that I've heard today is someone has cared about the fans. So do you know that if you go to Marvel Stadium this week, the four and twenties will be sold at a recommended retail price of two dollars. I did see. I so saw. you can get a pie at the footy at Marvel for two dollars. On yeah. their Marvel though, mate. Only at Marvel? Yeah, not not the end. Is this a full size pie or is it a party pie? No, it's a no, four it's and a twenty full, show. It's a proper four and twenty. It's four and yeah. twenty for two dollars. So there's no nothing like being at the footy with a hot pie and for this week you can purchase one for two dollars. For two weeks actually. Two weeks. For the next two weeks. That's what we want. Putting something giving something back to the fans. You just can't go. Well, Buy a pie for two bucks. Mate, see, a, see what happens when you try. So I, now I you've come up with it. five positive stories in two weeks, mate. You're running at an average of two and a half. It's, it's very positive. Just following instructions. <laughs> hey, love it. Well done, mate. At the Cogent Text. Oh, and that is beautiful. It's a great segue into our final segment of the podcast, mate. The tweeters of the week and... We they, they awoke from their slumber, their summer slumber, mate. A few of them got going over the, the last few days. There was a bit of sledging, but we can always um, um we can always have a crack at Kim Jong. Um he was very happy to um oh, to come in. Kim Jong. Uh, oh mate, he was straight straight off the bat, not happy. Um I also got a fair ribbing from the Sand Groper who's still at odds after running into you at the at the RSL down there at Diamond Creek, mate. The RSL. <laughs> Whatever that shit box joint is. The Diamond know, Creek mate. Community Centre is what we're referring to. Is that one of the Allied Leisure Places at Richmond? It is. Okay, it's contributing to the profit of the Tigers. That's good, mate. Um, Pegs. Pegs, I'm very, oh, very cool. grateful for you, mate. I know, I know you're a fan, mate. Um, well, what's been happening? Mick, Mick, the bus driver, we've heard a little bit about. So he, he's going to come down and pick you up to take you up to Kangaroo Flat, mate. Done. Is that the is that the word? Yep. You arrive at seven a.m. tomorrow morning. Just make sure he uses the handbrake, mate. Mm. We do. We can tell you a story about the handbrakes. You did, mate, last yes. year. We, we do need the, the twitters to be the tweeters <laughs> on the Twitter to be active this week because I'm about to fire right up on Twitter this week. I've got a little bit Ooh. there in the tank, Ooh. and I'm ready to tee off. Positive now, though. Now, oh, I'm not sure about that, Joe. But I'm going to go. Taking the positive, uh, the negative off the the podcast. Yeah. And you're just going to run with that. On Twitter, as, well, we, as we understand, we've got it. We've got yeah, you're dirty. You're dirty on us because we've punted Texas dry. Because no. that's zero balance. from twenty. You need balance, don't you? I'll just you give you balance. my mail off air. Well, why don't you do? No, no. You you were very very big in between segments, so um, you've pretty much put half of Waddle Glen on on the Dockers this weekend, mate. So why don't you share that with the with the listeners? Smart people, listen. Fremantle will not lose this week against Melbourne, and they are two dollars sixty. In a head-to-head race, that is a put-in take-out job. They will not lose, and what you can it? take any jump. That lead. is the what, what's it? Jump? jump lead win. That yes. is that is the minimum. <laughs> Two dollars sixty head-to-head. Is Pikey on board? The other punters will get more creative. You can make a lot of money this week out of Fremantle, but for our tweeters, I'll tell you before you go on, mate. There is we're we're getting some live action from um, the rug. Um, <laughs> Um, old Enio from um, Bowen has um, has come back again and had a crack about um, that was Bowen, you two Bowen. Were, um, Bowen Prison <laughs> uh, um, when the two of you were thieving down at Launceston Racecourse uh, many many years ago Tex so he, what, what he's he not a, 
Hey? What, what is he up and about? Hey? Just, he's a bit worried about your um, your gambling habits, mate. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're listening there, man, do now, yourself a favour. Now, you did want to launch our tipping competition. It's a very simple contest. <laughs> it's very simple. We want all those that follow us, the thousands that follow us oh. on Twitter. And how do they find us? At the Coach and Text. <laughs> We've got a very simple footy tipping competition. All you need to do, starting in round two, so you've got some time to think about it, you just need to pick your winner of the week. One winner. And you, on our Twitter handle, you reveal... No, not on our Twitter handle. It's at Great, great Country Australia. Well, so my Twitter handle. Yeah, it's a, at Great Country Australia. You need to submit your certainty of the week. That's all? That's all you have to do. And if you get it right, you keep going. And uh, if you get it wrong, you're out. It's a very simple footy tipping competition. And now, we do have one issue, though. Rules. All right. It's a $100 all-in fee. It's a $100. Winner takes all. Yeah, winner takes all. So right. you, you've got, it's not round one. It starts round two. You pay $100 entry, and you just choose one winner for the week. But. We do have an issue. Hang on. I'll get to that. <laughs> the following week. So let's say this week. Like most of the population, you said the certainty is Port Adelaide to beat North Well, Melbourne. I think everyone's on Freo now, mate, based okay. on your advice. So you pay 100, you say, I'm in for Port Adelaide this week. That's the way it goes. But what it means is next week, you cannot pick Port Adelaide again. Assuming they win. Assuming they win. Not well, regardless. Pick, you, you can't pick Port Adelaide in round in the following week. Well, they've got to win anyway because you won't be in next Correct. week. That's right. And you can't well, that's, my that's my point. And you can't pick the team to beat them in the same game. So you, you rule out the game that that team So give in. them the example. So next week, so you're picking Port Adelaide this week. So I pay my $100, I say, to at Great Country Australia, Port Adelaide's my tip. That means that looking forward to round two, uh, whoever Port Adelaide are playing, which is Essendon, I can't choose Port Adelaide next week to beat Essendon, nor can I choose Essendon to beat Port Adelaide. So I rule out that game. Of the following week. So the, the most interesting part about the logistics on this, Shane, is that if we get even 30 people in this competition, which will mean it's a nice little kitty. Um, 3,000. 3,000. He's worked that out pretty quickly. Bang. Um, the the issue is going to be how he's going to follow up every one of those 30 tweeters' individual tips. Um, put them in. You've got a spreadsheet that you've um, you've got um, Tricky Ricky working up for you, mate, the as tri- you speak. The trickster's got one, and Daniel Marsh will be collecting the cash. <laughs> So, can I also ask a question about uh, that game, the example, Port Adelaide versus North Melbourne. Can you pick against North Melbourne the following week as well? Yes. You, you can. can. Yes, you okay. can. Right. You can. That's good. So well, there's had a competition well, where you can't so pick against the same team every, no, every week. You either. just can't choose your winner in, in concurrent yeah. weeks. So next week, who, so, so Port Adelaide this week play North Melbourne. Who plays North next week? Gold Coast. Right, so if you said you wanted to go Gold Coast, yep. right, against North, there's yep. a certainty. Yep. In that case, you can keep picking you just, because you think North are never going to win a game. So, yeah, right. there's probably Absolutely. There's a fair chance. I think it, I, I, your competition, mate, but I think you can't pick the team you picked uh, in the second week, or two in a row, obviously, but you can't pick the team against... Two weeks now. What Texas going to do? I now understand why Lee Matthews got so frustrated when he was coaching. Just to your point... <laughs> That was that yeah, was an you interesting. What I'm saying, I do, but that was that's the difference there. That was an interesting example, though, because if you did choose Port Adelaide, okay, and then you chose the Gold Coast the following week to beat North because you don't yeah. rate North, that means in round three you can't choose the Gold Coast or Adelaide in the game that they're playing. So it gets very tough. This why can't you pick Adelaide? Because they're playing Gold Coast. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, you're probably not. So I just want to reiterate because this was a so, two so what segment. You, so what you're going to do is you're going to put the rules down on your. You're going to send it out, mate. I'll send them out at, the, at the coach and text. But those who want to play will go to at Great Country yeah. Australia. So don't don't put your tips in at the coach and text. Whatever you do, okay. So at uh, Great Country Australia, it kicks off in round two. The work experience kid will be. Um, a little bit um, under the pump. But if you uh, feel the need to have a bet this week, take that cash advance, steal money, do whatever you have to do to just put in, take out, Frio. All right, boys. Let's bring it to an end. We'll see you next week for round two. Good luck tomorrow night. What's tomorrow uh, night? Thursday night, sorry. Well, you're kicking, <laughs> kicking off the competition as the reigning premier. Are you unfurling the flag? Two of them, mate.
You were doing that on Thursday night, eh? Yes, both yeah. legs. What, why two? Because we won the year before as well. But you played in round one. Yeah, yeah, there was no crowd last year, so they didn't unfurl it. Mate. Oh, Peggy, what, what, Peggy was saving that one for years. What a self-centred, oh. what a self-centred she, club. You're going to unfurl two flags. Well, mate, I'd be happy if we unfurled 2017 she again. She cares about her members' text. Hey? Oh. She does, mate. All right, well, stay tuned for that because we've got a whole segment on making their mark next week. Enjoy the week, guys. Enjoy the games. I better start watching. Go the Dockers. See you, boys. Bye.